Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing the difference between Type 1 and Type 2 fun, plus Dan's trip into the true wilderness. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Google's big fine, the streaming emergency broadcast system, and mobility as a service. Stick around, it's going to start right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 211, recorded July 23rd, 2018, Netflix and Panic. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets to the internet, and you, I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by two guys who are more likely to get killed by lawnmowers than by sharks. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Now is, uh, oh, God. A rousing yeah, like start. Nothing is on, right now. My computer is a disaster. It's, it's good we don't know anything about computers on this show. <laughs> I I feel like the more I learn about computers, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know anything about them. Yeah, it's kind of it's a bit like those magnets. How do they work? I don't know. Right. Magic. I don't know. It's going very slow. All I'm trying to do is share our video right now, and I can't. I think your computer's uh, trying yeah. to tell you something. What do you think it is? Don't so share our share video. video. No, don't do You're it. making a mistake. That's right. It's smart enough to know. Maybe just keep this one to yourself. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, we'll, we'll get into what's going on with us in a minute here, but I, I want to. Uh, we're trying something new this evening that, like uh -oh. most new things we try, will not work, but... Uh, we are going to have live up on screen Facebook comments and Twitch comments. Both? Both. Simul on the same screen? They just a great... I've picked XSplit, which is how we mix the show, the video. I've picked it before. They just did a big update. Um, and so now we can simultaneously put up... It's going to be... If you're watching at home, it's going to be Facebook on the left and Twitch on the right. And you'll see it right below our Stuck in the middle pictures. with you. Oh. That's... I do love some Steelers wheel. Uh, thank you, Dan. And uh, so so check us out. Twitch.tv slash Don't Panic Show. Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show. Monday nights, 10.15 Eastern um, on the stream. So thanks, anybody, for joining us. If you've got thoughts... Now we might actually talk about them because we'll see them instead of me just not noticing them. So... Anyhow... There is that. Oh, beer. Okay. We will be right here. Dan, what's going on with you? What's what's new in the world of Dan? What's going on? I went camping this weekend. Now, it, uh, we talked about this before. The real deal camping? Uh, Yeah. We walked three miles through our campsite with all of our stuff, and then we walked three miles back in the pouring torrential downpour. Yeah, not a good weekend for that. Cars. I think it depends. Uh, so... A friend introduced me to this idea of type 1 fun and type 2 fun. Is this like diabetes? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Uh, so type 1 fun is like you go to a bar and you hang out with some friends. Type 1 fun, it's nice and safe. It's always going to be fun. Type 2 fun is something that you actually hate while it's happening. But afterwards, you're like, ah, that's kind of fun. Like uh, certain roller coasters, perhaps, while you're on them, you might be like, oh, no. This is not what I want. But then afterwards, like, I went on that roller coaster. Kind of like a haunted house or like a... Yeah. Okay. So it was... The fact that it rained turned it from type 1 fun into type 2 fun real quick. And not that it just rained. Like, it didn't just... There wasn't just some rain. There was a prodigious amount of rain. Uh, luckily, <laughs> my tent 
uh, stayed almost entirely dry except for one corner, which wasn't a problem at all. The other tent, uh, not so much. So they had extreme type 2 fun. Mm, is that fatal? Uh, not in this case, although it can be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in certain uh, cases. Also, we managed to not let a bear eat our food or destroy our tents. Nice. Nice. Uh, which was a plus. We had a very ingenious bear bag set up between two trees so the bear couldn't climb up one of the trees to get at the food. Uh, we had a wa- we were filtering water. But the best part was, the best part was, I, f- I was thinking about this today. I think this is the first time I haven't had cell phone service for an extended period of time for at least a day uh, since four years ago, maybe? Like, honestly, when was the last time you did not have cell phone service for a day plus? And no Wi-Fi. No internet access at all. Like, never. I have T-Mobile. Yeah, since cell phones were invented, I don't... Well, what do you mean, never you have T-Mobile? Because you can get it in other countries? Yeah, I haven't but been T-Mobile anywhere. Typically doesn't have, like, the best... Actually, I think, Colby, might have been, coverage, it might have yeah. been when we went camping and you didn't get T-Mobile service. That's probably true, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Out, out in the wilds of places in that Massachusetts where day, people though, live. Yeah. Right. Right, where, where non-T-Mobile customers live. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I... Uh, so that was... I mean, nice. there were places, actually, when... Uh, Dan, when we went with Kevin Petro to that, that weird comedy show in a basement in Brooklyn, my phone didn't work there. hmm But that was, like, a whole hour. Right. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens in New York all the time. We're in a basement. It doesn't work. Yeah. We're deep, deep in the center of a building. Um, so, yeah, I actually really enjoyed that. I missed all all the Twitter stuff this weekend. I missed it all, and I regretted learning about it, which I think is a new it's a new evolution. It's a new thought technology for me. I've never been like, even when I'm on vacation, I'm still, like, checking these things. And so I'm like, ah, oh, I don't really... Doesn't really affect me. Mm-hmm. I think it does. Insightful. It does affect you. Yeah. 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 I was. I was noticeably. It wasn't that I was notice. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice not having it. To be honest. Uh, and then I was sad that I kind of went back to it. So I think I may try. I may try going without Twitter. We'll see. I may try doing a Twitter moratorium. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Twitter for me. It's it's moderation. It's 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 all about moderation. Because I think I used to be like I will read every single tweet that goes by my timeline, regardless. Which is a really bad idea when you follow like six hundred people like I do. And so, um, so no, I I agree with you, Dan. I used to enjoy when I would travel overseas, mostly because a, I mean, I did have cell reception, but I was so busy that, and then the time zones were different, so it didn't make sense, and I just completely avoided it. And it was great. And I was like, wait, why am I going why am I going back to this? It doesn't it just doesn't make any sense. But I did. So uh, I think uh, I think that's a good good takeaway, a good insight. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I don't Twitter anymore. It was making me too sad. Mm. And then like So are you Instagram I'm only all political people, but it was it's my only social network. I'm technically on Facebook. 
But you, do you still I just don't. use it for food? Facebook? Uh, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm off the food videos. I don't commute anymore. Like, I don't sit on the train, so I have no place to watch the food. No no time that, that, that can't be spent in a better way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use Facebook to share the Don't Panic link. But I'm, I'm mostly, mostly Instagramming. Yep. Yeah. No, if, if, it, if it weren't for my job requiring me to be on Facebook or LinkedIn for that matter... I definitely would never use those services. Yeah. I, I don't care for them. I've considered going back on Twitter. I do miss like, I don't know. Sometimes I miss work related stuff. I feel like I'm just in a point right now, like a lull right now where I'm not just not that excited about work. Like I'm not, not excited about work, but it's just work for me at the moment. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the rest of our lives, Colby. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I hope it comes back though. That that's when it. Yeah, you always want it to come back. Yeah, indeed. But alas. Wonderful. Well, that was a bummer. <laughs> uh, so any <laughs> anyway. Anyway, where were we? Um, well, that's wonderful, Dan. Glad you had a, survived. Had a nice trip. Are you? You think you're going to try and get back out camping soon? You you had a lot of fun. Yes, I want to, but I think more so even just doing uh, just day hikes. Yeah, right. Like, doesn't have to be a whole thing. Well, that's I was because I knew I knew you went camping this weekend and I knew we were going to probably end up talking about it. And so I was thinking about it before the show. I I thought, you know, Dan, for a guy who's not on social media, I sure know a lot about what's going on in your life because we're on social media. So. Right. um, And so I didn't I didn't post anything about this on social media. You because you had no internet. No, but you you must have because that's how I found out. So mm. where did I uh, where did I learn oh, that? Oh, I tweeted about it today after the fact. That must have been it. That must have been where I saw it. Um, but anyway, uh, I realized I like being outdoors, but I do not like camping. Mm. You know, I like yeah, temporarily so being outdoors. I don't need to be out there for long stretches of time. Now, what don't you like about camping? Um, it's. A, a day hike is just more controlled than mm-hmm. than camping is. Like I don't like the dark, bears, insects, mm. being cold or too hot. Mm. I don't like being mm-hmm. on the ground. I don't like carrying heavy stuff. I don't like. I mean, I I really even don't like being outside. So just camping. No, like my idea of camping <laughs> is like I need. I need like a real bathroom and like a hot shower and like AC and I need a hotel really is is more or less. What a I cabin need. would a cabin do it for you? Oh, a shower? Would, uh, cabin absolutely cabin would do it. RV totally. I could do that all mm-hmm. day, all day. I've never. I so this is this might be crazy. I've never been camping not at like a campground. And like if that makes sense. I've never been like real like anything but like you drive in park your car and like camp next to your car camping mm-hmm. yeah well colby i think we should change that i'm down i'm down i am going to pass thank you 
I'm not, I'm not right. done. And I want to point John, out. I think we you will should. not send you Instagram stories about it. How's that? I'll live. I'll be just fine. Thank you. Uh, no, but I do want to say, and people can, it's right here on the screen, thanks to our amazing, innovative technology. John Pedrotti, uh, on our on our Facebook live chat, says, I'm with Sean. So, mm-mm, mm-mm. Got my back. <laughs> it's Thank, not for everyone. Thank you, Johnny I, I P. I um, no. I, do think, I think we need, we're going to increasingly need these sort of technology therapies, and you find the one that works for you. Uh being forced because i can't force myself to turn things off like it's really hard that's not true like but i think for technology it's hard for me to be like you know what i'm just not going to use technology this weekend if i'm around it i'm going to use it it's not like i can i can go like a week without eating meat just to try it but Mm -hmm. that is so much harder so forcing myself like i there's no technology for me to use uh helps me do it but whatever you can do to get that same feeling, go for it. So, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, what, what do you do? Is that what, 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 do you, what do you? No, 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 <laughs> no. What I was gonna say is like, okay, I know, I agree with you. The idea of not having technology on your vacation. I just don't know if you have to go camping to to do that. Yeah, but it makes it easier. Else, it makes it easier. Yes, but they don't don't have to go camping to do it like i've gone rving and more legitimate camping i guess you could say um and done it without technology or very little technology i've done it in places where there are no phone service i mostly spend my time doing sudoku puzzles like an old man um and that's that's a wonderful trip you know so i think uh, i i think it's it's more about the self-control to not be as involved in the in the technology side. I agree. Speaking so of... Is hard. <laughs> Colby, right. that needs to be the title of your self-help book. Self-control <laughs> is hard. Why you should give in to your base desires. By Colby Rabbit. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right, speaking of technology... And things being hard. What kind of tech news do we got this week? Whoa, Dan. Whoa. Uh, glad you asked. We actually have a, a, a healthy amount of tech news this week, which is very exciting. Um, right. We've got all kinds of stories. Did you guys see one in here you wanted to, to kick it off with? I want to talk about the government being in my streaming services. Ah, very good choice. I feel like the... Like the Empire and Chocolate. I feel like those things don't mix. I feel like the tech news sommelier. <laughs> where, oh, good, good choice, good choice. Mm. Um, now, do I get a taste? Do I get a taste first, and then we, then I get to decide to talk about it? All right, here we go, Dan. Here's your taste. <laughs> Lawmakers are considering getting Netflix and Hulu to send out federal emergency alerts. How does that taste for you? Boom! I'm so, into it. Pour us, pour, or pour us around. So brief, brief aside before I like hadn't looked at these links before because my computer was going so slow. And so I was scanning all the titles and the tabs I've opened. And I was like, oh, DC streaming is one that I saw. And it was it was not it, this was not that one. Yeah, we're talking about both DCs, the comics and the Washington. Um <laughs> Yeah, lawmakers are considering making streaming services like Netflix and Spotify interrupt your streaming to broadcast emergency alerts. It's part of a bill that was introduced by senators from Hawaii and South Dakota called the Reliable Emergency Alert Distribution Improvement Act, or Ready Act. 
now, the bill is very loose in the language. It, it, really, the bill just asked them to study it and consider it. Um, but this bill is a response to that famous false missile alert in Hawaii we talked about on the show previously. <laughs> it took 38 minutes to issue a correction. Uh, the bill also mentions making it impossible to disable countrywide alerts and creating more infrastructure to send out corrections to false alarm. Um, but this bill, uh, the sort of end of it suggests looking into having popular streaming services uh, allow the government to interrupt whatever you're watching or listening to with an emergency alarm. Guys, good idea or bad idea? Hmm. I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's a good idea. Uh, All right. Why not? It's like, I don't think like, I don't think there's any reason this should happen on Netflix on my phone. That doesn't seem necessary because I'm already on my phone. that does this thing. Uh But like Netflix on my TV, like I don't have any, there's no way on my Apple TV that I'm going to get emergency alerts. Right. Not to say, like, obviously, I always have my phone, so, like, I'm going to get an emergency alert, but maybe some people don't. I don't know. I'm fine with it. So, I, but I think that that is actually a much better, it's sort of attacking the problem at the wrong level. Uh, streaming services run on platforms, which run mm-hmm. on, like, hardware, so why not ask the platforms, like, like actually, we're already back. How is this going to be any better than the the built-in unturnoffable push notifications you get on your phone today? Like what? I think that's better. And if they want to like build that into Roku and Apple TV, I think that's one thing. I think putting it in the streaming service is the wrong level. But then overall, on top of all of this, how? What are they actually changing about how it works? to make it better than the push notifications on your phone. Doesn't sound like doesn't sound like anything. No, well, and the Facebook chat agrees with you that it's redundant uh, with the alerts we already get on our phones because our phones are already on our persons regardless of what we're watching or listening to. Yes. Um, and I think that's fair. But also, I, I, you know, when I first heard this, I thought, yeah, it's true that um, the... Uh, people don't watch traditional television, which is one of the main, at least historically, one of the main ways this information was delivered. We all remember those emergency test broadcasts. And um, I think the more places you see an emergency, theoretically, the better. Uh, Now, I agree with you, Dan. I think how you technologically implement that doesn't make sense to do it at the device level or at the content level. That's a good question. You know, I think if the government theoretically opened up some sort of API that any service could attach into and say, hey, when we send this out, you know, your service, however you decide, can notify users, even if it's just optional. I think it's a, it is an interesting and intriguing idea. I, I certainly if I were Netflix or, or any of these services, I would say, you know, I would definitely consider it. I, I don't I don't certainly think it's a bad idea by any stretch. Hmm. Yeah, it's fine. It just seems like the wrong thing to be working on. Yeah, but All you know, right. in our government today, Dan, we'll take the little wins. So, I guess. Uh, hmm. Okay. Thank you. That was a, that was a fine wine of, of tech news that we just enjoyed. Just the first round, Dan. <laughs> right, right. That was that was the you know sort of sparkling wine that opens things up. We're opening up the palate. 
Yes, exactly. Breathe it in. Now we're going to do a, do we need a palate cleanser or are we going to move right into our next story? Now we're going to move right into the next story. And what is that next story? Hmm. That's, that's a great question. Colby, you got one in here you, you excited about? If I may go so far. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Google got GDPR'd. Yeah, they is got true? big money. Well, oh, antitrust violations. Yes, it looks like the sorry the 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 like EU like logo thing is forever like burned into my brain as like a GDPR thing. <laughs> well, it's not that far <laughs> off from GDPR, so you you know you're you're right on the money. Google fined a record five billion dollars by the EU Whoa. for Android antitrust violations. Of course, you got to remember last quarter they made. $8 billion in profit, so they've already paid for it, essentially. Um, but that's beside the point. Uh, EU regulators have fined Google for breaking antitrust laws around Android in three key areas. A, Google has been bundling its search engine and Chrome apps into the operating system. That's antitrust. Google controls 90% of the search market over there and about 75% of the smartphone market with Android. Uh Number two, Google has also blocked phone makers from creating devices that run forked version of Android. Antitrust. And number three, it made payments to certain large manufacturers and mobile network operators to exclusively bundle the Google search app on handsets. Now, Google has uh, 90 days to... Uh, uh, to end its, quote, illegal action uh, in an effective matter, 90 days from the decision, um, they will need to stop forcing manufacturers to pre-install Chrome and Google Search in order to offer the Google Play Store. They will also need to stop preventing phone makers from using forked version of Androids. Um, the commission said Google did not provide any credible evidence that Android forks would be effective affected by technical failures or fail to support apps. Um, and Google no longer makes illegal payments since 2014. So that part they've already taken care of. Uh, Google has announced they will appeal this. Um, they were also fined $2.7 billion last year over manipulated search results. They're still appealing that as well. Uh, those two fines are the two highest in EU antitrust history. Whoa. Yep. So is there... Is this just it? There's not like a. Is there going to be a? Is there an appeals process in the EU? Do you know? Oh, uh, there is. There is. I don't. Okay, I don't so, know what it takes, uh, or how long it takes. Like I'm I said, sure Google this is, is not the last we're going to hear of this. No, Google is still appealing last year, and there's no finality to that. So, um, so it'll it'll definitely be a while. Yeah. Some of these things are like, I don't know. Like it's it's probably good that Google doesn't let the the carriers run their own forked operating systems anymore because they weren't very good. No, they suck. Like they didn't uh, they didn't get those security updates ever. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have a hard time being sad. I feel like they should write in a little exception for that one. Um. Well, it is interesting. Google has come out since this uh, find was announced. They have come out and said that potentially in the future they might start charging for Android um, as a way of sort of because they mm -hmm. give it away for free um, and because they own so much of the market that that's where antitrust starts to come in. If they start charging and theoretically reducing the amount of market share they have, um, they can avoid some of these antitrust um, mm -hmm. issues. 
You know, it's not that what they're doing is necessarily illegal. If they had 20% market share and were doing these things, um, I, I doubt they would have gotten the fines. So right. um, that's that's where the issue is going to come in for them. So I, I agree with you on that. Certainly on the forked on the forked version um, as well. Right. Like, I see how that contributes, but... Uh. Yeah. I think that... Man, I don't, they could never do that. Start charging for Android? I guess the customer would maybe never know, but... Oh, no, the manufacturer would pay. Right. Maybe it's only in my circles, but... Oh, boy, the Linux people would be really upset. Those free software folk. This is the opposite of free software. Right. Paid software. <laughs> in, in, in every you just made me spit my coffee everywhere. <laughs> Paid software. It's the opposite of free software. <laughs> you may not love the insight. This job, but there's actually like there's a big uh, ideology and terminology debate between what free software is and what open source software is. Sure. Uh, it's a whole thing. A whole thing. So, and I I think that already Android is open source software but not free software well and that's where the the issue comes down to the google play store because you can have android without the google play store you know so the operating system it's just that google said hey we'll give you the google play store it's got all the apps that's really what people want but you have to pre-install chrome and google search to get it and that's where the issue came in so now what will Mm -hmm. theoretically happen is potentially google will say okay you can still have android for free if you want the google play store you're gonna have to pay us because if, you, if you're not going to pre-install Chrome and Google search, which is where we make our money, then you'll just pay us up front, and we'll get paid that way. Interesting. Yep. Yes, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, I, 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 my problem with this isn't necessarily the fact that Google was doing these things, because they're a business, and I don't think... I mean, the illegal payments for app bundling, okay, that was a little sketchy, but they haven't done those for a few years. Uh, the bigger issue to me is just that they, they do own so much of the market. You know, 90-plus yeah. percent search market over in Europe. I mean, it, it really is a, a serious monopoly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Like, Google isn't doing anything. Well, I mean, if they're not doing anything bad, right? Like, they're just being a business. But, like, at some point, they they... Being a business, they'd actually take over the world in some capacity or another. Well, yeah, it's the idea that's that... What, that's what uh, governments are for. Well, it's just the idea that, you know, when, when a piece of technology becomes so ubiquitous, does, does the company really own it anymore? Do the people own it? You know, if Google Play Store is the way to get apps, is it really fair for, for Google to, to require Chrome and Google Search be bundled with it um, when it's a part of an open source software that so much of the market uses. That's why they got in trouble for the uh, their last fine for manipulated search results. Um, that issue was um, when it favored its own shopping comparison service in Google results, where it's not as big of an issue in the U.S. because they don't they have a lot of the market share, but not as much as they do in Europe. But you know, when you're ninety plus percent default search engine, you you, you can't really start favoring yourself. Then you're almost a public utility at that point. Yeah, rude. Yep, so the good news is they've already paid it. They, like I said, they made $8 billion in profit just last quarter, so they're going to be just fine. Yeah. Still, in, uh, You're muted, Dan. Busted. They were sorry. I was trying to block the 
no, car noises. Uh, the revenue went up today. Did you see that for Google? Yeah, they had a good uh, quarter. Yeah. yeah. And the revenue and like the rate of growth is itself increasing, which yep. is yeah, a record second quarter. Bananas for how many employees? Like 80,000 employees or something like that? Yep. Well, what it's is it? Crazy. There was a great chart that was floating around Twitter the other day where they had like a pie chart of the size of like the S&P 500 top 500 companies. And mm-hmm. and 50% of that pie of all 500 companies, 50% is Amazon, Google, Facebook, Alphabet, and... Alphabet is Google, though. Did I already say Google? Okay. Facebook, yeah. Google, Amazon, Microsoft, and one other large tech company I'm not thinking of. And that's 50% of the 500 in terms of size. Right. It, was, it was a crazy chart. Is it Snapchat? No, I can assure you. It was not Snapchat. <laughs> no, it, it was it was Sorry. Groupon. It was Groupon. No, it wasn't Groupon. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, no, I don't. Zynga? I don't know. I don't remember who it was. But um, it was it was really an incredible sight to see just how large these these companies are. But anyhow, there you go. Five billion dollars. And in Port. charge. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's see. Time check. We're still rolling here. What's uh, what else is in here for news? The fun let's... never stops. Still thirsty, Dan? Yeah, I think we're just on like course four, mm. and this is going to be at least like a six course meal. Uh, well, we just talked about Snapchat. Let's talk about our headline story. <laughs> Not our headline story, actually. Uh, I'm going to put an asterisk in the rundown that says in no particular order. <laughs> is it the, is it really not in no particular order, though? Because this is right in our wheelhouse. I feel like we've talked about Snapchat. Think about, like, topics. Apple's probably number one. I feel like we we talk about Snapchat for better and worse a lot. It's because they, they announce it, a lot of random shit. That's what it is. Like, Microsoft never announces stuff, so we don't talk right. about them. We, the glasses, we talked about the glasses for a while. We talked about the redesign. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, uh, one of these days, Dan, I'm going to do a word analysis on the spreadsheet and see what company we talk about the most. Because now now you Ooh. got me curious. Um, and I know that you're, you're all about data. Oh, boy. Do I, I Remind me to tell you about this. I'm doing a spreadsheet right now that tracks every single asset on our website. Every photograph, Ooh. every video, Every word is being tracked in a, in an Excel spreadsheet. My goodness. It's We're going to have to say that. Yes. Um, but Snapchat, as you mentioned, Snap, the parent company, is shutting down Snapcash, its payment service. Does anyone remember it? No. Uh, that's why they're shutting it down. It was a partnership back in 2014. You may remember it was powered by Square. Um, that was their partnership um, over the last four years. Oh, interesting. So they didn't have to build build this out, which I guess is nice. Yep. Yeah, they were just doing the underlying payments part, obviously. Um, the peer-to-peer money transfer service um, that has gone back and forth, obviously competed against all the others. Interestingly, I did not know this, um, apparently Snapcash was associated with erotic online content with some Twitter users advertising sexually explicit photos in exchange for Snapcash payments. Interesting. Is that against the terms of service? God, I hope so. 
Well, not necessarily. God, I hope so. This may have been their their big hope. They, this what they try and snuck that in so no one would notice. Right. This was the the shining part of their analytics. Yeah, I feel like that is within like the Snapchat use case. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, certainly the the stereotypical Snapchat use case. Right. Right. Yeah. Weird. So. Uh, so that's the only thing people use it for. I Can don't know we, if it's oh, the only. We tried it on the show. Can you send money through Facebook messengers? Yeah. You used can to be you? able to. That's... Are you asking if you still can? All right. I'll try and send Colby a dollar. I don't know what the minimum amount is. Can everyone you can... send Colby a dollar? <laughs> everyone's listening right now. Is this like a desperate cat? Are we are we at the cas- desperate cash grab part of uh, payments? Yes. <laughs> kind of like cash. Send cash. money in messenger. Oh, I have to sign in with like my PayPal. Oh no, I'm already signed in with. How does how does Facebook have my PayPal information? Yeah, the button's right here. Send Colby Gravity one dollar. Uh, really? Look at this. This is fun. Kids, try this. This is one you can try at home. <laughs> yes, please. By all means, try it at home. I want to send a dollar. Just don't I have to re-enter my password. Oh, yeah, I don't know what's. Oh, there's a fee if you use a credit card. <laughs> oh, I have to like do something. Yeah, this is this is a thrill. All right, there you go. Mission accomplished. It's free and secure. I don't know if mine is actually going to work. I have to put in a credit card from both of you. Can yes. I just take the dollar and send it back to you? I well, I was going to say, <laughs> or just send me your credit card number. That's fine too. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. That's a okay. You want my bank account and routing number? Yeah, well, you know, just be thorough. And the name of the bank. The name of the bank. Yeah, social security number, <laughs> driver's license. Date of birth. Passport. Oh, I could talk about my, my experience at the DMV last week. You're, oh, wow. The DMV? I went to the DMV to uh, totally not... It's totally not the case that I have been using a Connecticut license while I've been living in New York for the past five years. Um... But so I went to the DMV and I was prepared. I was prepared to be traumatized and brutalized and, you know, all of the eyes. I was prepared to have a really bad time. I had a appointment. Can you get appointments at your DMV over there in Massachusetts? Yeah. And in fact, you should. You really oh, yeah. should. It's the only way to go. I like I walked in five, ten minutes early, and I was being, like, my first round was before I was even supposed to be there. So it it was uh, fantastic. But, so you're in there, and stop me if this is sounding familiar. Uh, Everything, they're calling out these numbers, like A038, counter 24, W067, counter 5, Constantly, like yep. it doesn't stop. It's not like the Whole Foods line where it, it comes in spurts and like you get a, like at least thirty seconds without one of these. There's always a number being called, uh, and you get rotated between all these different booths. And like one person checks your documents, and another person like does something else, and another person does the voter registration. Oh my god, uh, I could not concentrate. I couldn't hear what anyone was saying because of all the numbers being called. And whenever, like, an announcement comes over a loudspeaker, I am trained to listen to it. Like, mm-hmm. ever since 
elementary school that has been like, oh, okay, there's an announcement on the loudspeaker, you shut up, you listen to the announcement. So I'm trying to talk to these people, and I'm stopping every 10 seconds in my head, and then I'm like, no, Dan, keep talking. Uh, but at that point, I'd already forgotten what it was that they had asked, uh, or I'd missed something that they were saying. So that was my experience with the DMV. It only took 45 minutes, which was a lot better uh, than it's been in the past. And I'm going to get one of those enhanced driver's licenses, so I can do something with them, I'm pretty sure. A real ID, yeah. Well, no, enhanced is, is real ID plus plus. Oh. I think. And what do you, what do you get to do with that? I, it, you can use it as instead of a passport sometimes, but I forget when. Mm, that's confusing. Ah. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with you, Dan. I think we need to retire the stereotype that the DMV is a crappy place to wait. Because while I agree with you, there's a lot going on. It is a zillion times more efficient than it's ever been. And first of all, in mass, I, we have the RMV. I just have to point ooh, that out for all my mass holes the, out there. Real talk, though. Wait, wait, what does the R stand for? Uh, rotisserie motor vehicles. <laughs> yeah, uh, you nailed it. Uh, real motor vehicle department. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't go to don't go to the <laughs> FMV. The fake motor vehicle department. The That's where they always try and Royal get Royal Motor Vehicle Department. So yes. It's from, it from the colonial days. That's right. That's right. Great guesses, Dan, all of them. But no, okay. it's the registry of motor vehicles. Oh, come on, Yeah, very boring. You got Patriot's Day. I'll give you that. But you got to use the TMV. You got to use the TMV. I like to think you're talking about the Mark Wahlberg movie, Patriot's Day. Because <laughs> we also got oh, that, too, no. for better or worse. You, you, yeah, that, that was in theaters. And that's, or maybe it wasn't. Maybe that was my problem. Um, yeah, you're a commonwealth. There are other commonwealths. So, True. You know, that's that's okay. That's acceptable. But get on get on the DMV train. No, oh, gosh. no, but I will say that you're exactly right about it was horrible in Texas. I've never seen anything like it. Going to a DMV there, because it's, it's a, one of those states where they don't want people to vote, and so they right. don't want them to get IDs, and so they closed a whole bunch of the DMVs so people couldn't get ideas to vote, which is really great if you don't want people to vote, but horribly inconvenient if you just want to get a driver's license <laughs> or do, like, normal car things. And so you do have to put into the online system hours in advance of your appointment. And if you don't get in the system, if you just showed up there, it's like a minimum six-hour wait. Minimum. You mm. And you basically can't just show up. You have to show up first thing in the morning and you'd get in by the end of the day. Right. Um, it's it's insane. And you're right. It's stuff going here, there, and everywhere. And you're waiting and you got to get there within like five minutes of your appointment. And they, they really do make it very hard to do anything there. All right, I just wanted to share my, my DMV experience. I thought no, it was... I like it. That that was like our, our palate cleanser for this. Uh, for the final, the dessert for this course. course. Yes, as we head into what will likely be our last story of the evening. And what is that going to be? Uh, uh, I don't know. I have a vote, but I'm willing to be overruled. I feel like I picked a lot of them this episode. But you're doing such a good job. Colby, I Colby just—I'm sorry—I just have to show this to people. Where I'd sent Colby a literal dollar, and Colby <laughs> just messaged me like, just wrote one dollar. Like that's not the I same. Really, I couldn't figure that, out how that, to do like, it. That Sean. doesn't. I can't. can't <laughs> that's not worth anything. I, I thought, that's. So I thought maybe if I typed it in and sent a message, <laughs> it would work, but it did oh, not. Oh, 
Thank you for I'll trade. That's worth more than a dollar. I got more than a dollar's worth of humor. So thank you. Um. All right. What are we gonna talk about? The Apple Apple training video. Oh, the Apple training. You betcha we can talk about it. I'm I'm a little surprised, Dan. There was one story I put in here saying this is a Dan story, and you didn't pick it. I'm a little hurt. No, we can talk about this. You picked it, so. The Helsinki story. Yeah, I thought this seemed you know mobility as a service. It's 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 <laughs> actually Europe, interestingly it's, enough, I saw this story and assumed Dan had added it to the run. That's that's what you I should. No, let's talk about that. Let's no, talk about that. I, I, I feel like you're both really interested in it, and no, I don't know why you should be. So no, now I'm interested in it. Oh boy! Hopefully, this was the right direction to go. Helsinki, the city of the future. Uh, they right. are working. Finland. Yeah, beautiful country. Fine people. Don't don't tell the Swedes you said that, but uh, that, don't worry, they don't they don't listen to the show. The Swedes, maybe it's the Norwegians. I forget. One one there there are some serious interest Scandinavian rivalries, and I forget where where those lines are drawn. Well, Dan, they're going to be even more jealous when they find out about mobility <laughs> as a service. That's what we call a transition. Uh, there is a new idea being worked on out there. Uh, the app being specifically used in this quote-unquote case study. It's called WIM. And the way it works is you pay a single monthly fee to access a range of transportation services. So right now you may there may be Uber, and then there may be one of those scooter startups, and then you have a bus pass, and you take the subway. You've got all these different sure. ways of transporting. The idea is instead you pay one fee, and you access all the public mm. slash semi-public all slash private transportation. public transportation mechanisms. All those options. Specifically in Helsinki, you have the option of um, let me go to the exact pricing and breakdown here of how it works. Um, Wim has grown to more than 45,000 users in the Helsinki region, of whom 5,100 pay monthly fees. There are two subscription packages: the all 99, the all inclusive 499 euro package, about 582 dollars, and a more modest 49 euros. Um, the all inclusive is just unlimited for everything. The 49 euro pack gets you unlimited bus travel and short city bike rides, as well as cheaper taxis and rental cars. There's also a pay per ride option. For those who want to try out the service, now you're wondering, uh, how does WIM make money? They need about three to five percent of the area's population to subscribe to a annual month or to an annual or monthly package. That's about sixty thousand users. It allows the startup to buy transportation services in bulk and turn a profit because then they get to kind of ca- uh, keep the difference uh, in that respect. Interesting. And why do you think this is the future? Do you think this is the future? I think the this- idea is the future. I don't know if this implementation is the future. My only concern is the profit motive. I think I am, of as a lifelong car owner and someone who has virtually never taken public transportation, uh, I believe public transportation is great and we should have more of it. And I think it's wonderful, especially for those who can't afford a car or live in a place that cars are bad for the environment. I just think that there are a lot, we should be looking at alternative transportation. But I do think it's too complicated. If you drop me in the middle of New York City, I and told me to go like from one end of the city to the other, I would not know how to do it in an efficient way or an easy way or even how to pay to do it. I would be so lost. That's not true. I figure it out. But you get the idea. I just like the idea of giving lots of options with a single fee. My concern is once you get private interests into this space, then things start to get more expensive instead of less expensive. I was going to say this... I was trying to think of, it. oh, it's like the Hulu of transportation, but there isn't really, there's nothing like this in the United States, in any yep. industry. Yep. 
because it's all privatized and i don't like this does finland have like state owned rideshare services and state owned super fast scoot scoots no that this it's a combination of public and private so the the, the they've integrated with That's the public bananas. bus system um for digital tickets and all of this and they've also integrated with the with the private ride sharing services and things of That's, that nature yeah i can't imagine that ever working in the united states i think it's a cool if it could work that would be great uh it is expensive. Like what? Even what was the one that was free bus rides and what else? How much was it? Four, the 40. other one was like, yeah, it was over five hundred for the all-inclusive everything. But you could do forty-nine right. euros a month. That gets you unlimited bus travel and short city bike rides, as well as discounted taxi and rental cars. I would, yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like if that was the equivalent of a, like an unlimited uh, subway pass in New York. Sure. Whew. And it got me, like, other stuff. I mean, the unlimited subway pass in New York is already, like, over $100. It's or more. I, I forget. Oh, the, yeah. The one in Boston is 85 No, this one... In order to make this one work, you have to take... You have to take the subway twice a day for uh, six days a week out of the month. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think... Uh, and so when I first moved to Boston, it was $75 for the pass. And I think I did the math and it was like, you had to go two ways, four days a week to make it worth it. Mm -hmm. And then they made it 85, which made it not worth it for me anymore. But then I was taking, then when I was living in, before I moved and I was commuting to Somerville, I was taking a bus and the T twice a day every single day and it became worth it with the like because i would inevitably ride the tea at least one other time right during the week uh, but imagine if that also covered the you know, not covered but subsidized the random ride chairs it would, it you would take be cool. at 2 a.m on a saturday yeah 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 or you want to step out from work and grab lunch so you get on an electric scooter and you you zip i I saw one of those stupid electric scooters on the on just like sitting on the bike path today. I got all. Oh, you have them? Apparently, I just looked it up. It was Bird. It said Bird on it, and Bird is one of the scooter companies. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say they're in Boston, but maybe they're trialing or something. Right. But it was just sitting in the middle of the bike path, abandoned. I think that means you get to take it, right? <laughs> oh no, that's right. These <laughs> are the ones. These are the ones you get on it. with the sirens, right? That's like, don't steal this scooter. Stop stealing this scoot. I forget what it says, but are there actually penalties for stealing it? Well, it I, seems like I, I, I I'm going to assume stealing it is a crime, but you're going to want to consult a lawyer on that. What if I just move it? You mean use it? Yeah, like I ride <laughs> it down the bike path a little and like leave it somewhere ironic. I don't I don't know if it'll let you. Yeah. Yeah, they they, they have a. Uh... Irony protection built in. Mm, <laughs> smart, smart. That's gonna come in handy. Yeah, the, the Silicon Valley people—they don't—they don't take kindly to being referred to ironically. <laughs> no. Yeah. Alas. Um, but no, I think I don't know. I think this is neat. I think it's neat. I think. Yeah. I think I you agree. need all sorts of transportation. Uh, the great thing about the gas-powered car is that you can go very short distances and very long distances. 
you can go any distance in a in a traditional gas powered car and cars a lot got a lot of problems but that's not one of them the problem with living in a city or having one public type transport option is a subway only goes where the lines go and a scooter can only go so far and, a, and you can only go on the bus routes and ride sharing only get you know so to have a bunch of different options for all your different transportation needs under one payment is um is very interesting so it's a cool idea i'd like to see it tried here in america yeah i feel i think i would be down between like ubers and other things i definitely yeah but you know what it's going to be like it's going to be like uber uber will say oh yeah we'll sell you discounted uber rides and uh uber buses and well, uber that's scooters that's what sucks about it's like i i that's what worries me about the private interest in all of this where it's it, there, the, the, there shouldn't be a profit motive or a very small profit motive in this i think you know the no one's trying to profit off the subways or the buses as they are now lord knows i don't think they could if they wanted to but um i think i think that's what worries me is then the costs start going up and up and up and then you're defeating the purpose right that's true hmm. <laughs> okay good well i'm glad we discussed right. that story that was a fun one i but, learned a lot we're going to move on because we've got picks, which is the part of the show where each of us brings something we want to share with the world, something we've been enjoying. Uh, and we have a pretty healthy mix of stuff here in the rundown. And we're going to start from the bottom and work our way up. Colby, what have you got going on? I got Prime Dade. Mm, isn't that nice? Do you, you stop working and uh, shut off all of your external commu- or international communications? <laughs> what? Okay, I don't. I, I'm there's a, there's lots of problems, lots of stability issues on Amazon on Prime Day, where a lot of people couldn't oh, access yeah. it. Yeah, it right crashed at the beginning. a lot. See, I saw that. I thought I made it through. It was like right at the end, and I looked at my email, and it was like, like, oh, like fifty dollars off of Sonos One, and I was like, oh, fuck, fine. Um, yeah. So, so I bought a Sonos One to put in my bathroom. Um. <laughs> so now I can listen to my podcast everywhere Dope. and the added bonus. So the Sonos I have is too old to get airplay too, which I was salty about. Um, but you can use it with the other one and like group them together into one. Oh. So I effectively have airplay and I can stop running the janky server thing on my, this, this very Mac mini, um, to airplay to I it. I thought you were running on a Raspberry Pi. Or is... No, it's always been on this. Maybe I tried that like right at the beginning, but uh, it's always been on this. It's a little, little Node.js server that mm. streams, streams the, the sound bits. Cool. Sweet. And, yeah. and you have the play bar already. Correct. Yeah. If they now have a new bar, it seems cooler. The play base. Play base. Yeah. Does it have a subwoofer? Uh, I think it's actually, it's like flatter and you can put your TV on top of it. Aha. Yeah. Yeah. Different sort of base. Uh, Yeah. I didn't realize that was a whole product category. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's been cool so far. It like works pretty well. 
you can play the same thing in multiple rooms, which is what I've been doing with it and what I was hoping hoping to do with it. So, yeah, it has Alexa. You can talk to Alexa in the bathroom now. La-dee-da. Okay. Excellent. Never thought I needed <laughs> to do to that. Alexa? Yeah, have what? you said anything to Alexa in the bathroom yet? I asked her what the weather was just to see if it worked. Uh-huh. I like That's to, all. I like to imagine Colby... Okay, let me rephrase this. I don't like to imagine this, but I could see <laughs> Colby sitting on the, the toilet, using the toilet, looking over. There's no toilet paper. Alexa, <laughs> order more toilet paper. It'll be delivered in two days. Oh, no! <laughs> the irony! Oh, I did ask Alexa what song was playing. That was a surprisingly useful one because, like, she can know what's playing on the Sonos, mm-hmm. which is nice. That's the only other thing, though. That's mostly great. I don't talk to Alexa. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, the uh, the Sonos one, and of course the Sonos Play Bar and the Beam. That was the one I was thinking of. That's their new disc, not discount, but their lower priced bar, which mm. is half the price of the Play Bar. But I'm not quite sure what the difference is i'm assuming it's got less stuff but um probably yeah whatever uh but that's great yeah the whole sonos family i've been i've been looking at these for my new house we'll see i i they work pretty well yeah, when are we going to get a new installment of Sean's Smart Home Adventures? Well, I see, I went a little prime day crazy and bought those fancy smart Lutron uh, in-wall dimmer switches, uh-huh. which will add a third smart hub to my router um, Ooh, and, and will be able to control my uh, light fixtures. Because it's the wall switch and not the bulbs. Because the problem is, is, is uh, Hugh makes the like candelabra-style bulbs... But they're like 50 mm-hmm. bucks each, and you have a light that takes like five or six of them. Brutal. It's crazy. So I'm like, I, for the cost of one bulb, I went and got an in-wall switch. So I got to play electrician and install those. So that'll be fun. I'll let you know how that goes. And I am, I don't know when I will do it, but I am very seriously think I'm just going to get a Nest bundle, cameras and the, and the doorbell, and just do the whole, the whole thing. But that'll be a, a ways out. Neat. Cool. We'll, we'll see I'm what, jealous. if Santa's good to me this year. <laughs> if, I, if I've been a good boy, which I haven't been. Uh, all right, great. Thank you, Colby. Uh, Dan, what are you watching? Uh, I'm watching, so it was last summer, I think, I went in my, my great Ken Burns watchathon of, mm-hmm. of 2017, and the new one came out, and I didn't know how to get it, and I wasn't it, buying it. I Actually, I looked into this. Buying this on iTunes was like, it was more expensive than a season of television. It was like $80 to mm-hmm. buy this thing because it's 14 hour-long episodes. I'm on episode three, which is an hour and 40 minutes. So it's like, it's a whole thing. Anyways, this Ken Burns documentary is about Vietnam, which is a thing as I'm watching it, I actually don't know that much about. Uh, you know, I, I know the broad strokes, uh, but don't know a lot of the lead-up and a lot of the specifics of what happened and typical ken burns like talks to a lot of interesting people who make it more than just a you know telling of the facts the characters who recount things that happened are very relatable and 
you really feel for them and people from uh, you know both sides: American soldiers, French soldiers, uh, Vietnamese people, and Vietnamese soldiers from the north and the south. Uh, so I've I've been enjoying it a lot. It's the, certainly the most high fidelity Ken Burns documentary I've ever watched. Like, <laughs> there, there's some parts where you're like, wait a second, this Ken Burns documentaries can't have like good coloring and good resolution on like the videos. What's going on here? Uh, but it's really good. Check it out. It's on Netflix now. So that's man, I introduced this very poorly. That's the reason why I started watching it because now it's on Netflix, and you, if you have Netflix, you can watch it without paying eighty dollars. Well, that's what I was going to say, Dan. That you actually introduced it perfectly because you got people all down. You you broke them down. Oh man, but this sounds great, Dan. But I'll never be able to watch I'll never it. Pay $80. It's so expensive, right. and then you're boom, you hit them with the good news. It's free. Well, not free, but right. you already pay for Netflix. And I feel like this this is the biggest. This was out... I remember it came out right when we were in St. Louis last year, Colby. Uh, so in less than a year, it went from something you paid for to being on Netflix, which seems weird to me, but yeah. very grateful. Netflix has, for a long time, had an aggressive deal with PBS. Like, a lot of the PBS stuff goes up on Netflix huh. and pretty quickly. So um, I don't I don't know if that includes um, the Ken Burns stuff, but that wouldn't surprise me. So, very yeah. good. First episode, September 17th, 2017. Less than a year. 17 hours long. Yeah, classic, classic uh, Mr. Burns. With with the music by Trent Reznor. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Famous partnership. <laughs> yeah. Ken Burns, Ken Burns and, Trent and Trent Reznor. Reznor. It's like, uh, like Simon and Garfunkel. You just... Making can't, beautiful can't music. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dan. Uh, I'm going to go last here. I've got a service. I don't know who this is for. It's probably for somebody. Maybe I'll use it. I just thought it was a neat idea. It's called Podcast... Uh, what is it? Podcast Rewinder? Is that the name? Podcast Rewind. The idea is that... You ever have a, a, like a new podcast you discover, uh, but it's got like yes. a bunch of back episodes? You know this, Dan. You're going yes. through this with Roderick. Yes. The way this works, someone built this. It's just like some, it's code. It's just someone built it. But what it I is. I think is, I already know what it does. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. You put in an RSS feed and you say, give me an old episode every so often. So you don't have to download a hundred of them at once. You say like once a day or once a week or once a month, pull an old episode from the feed. And then it generates a new RSS feed that you then put this in your podcast so player. It's, it's, I genuinely think this is an awesome idea. And you, you can even say start from a certain episode number. Give me the newest first or the oldest first. Gosh, um, Sean, this is going to be perfect for you to catch up on Dubai Friday. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> thank you. No, I already have too many podcasts. To, I can't. No more archival podcasts. Only news because I can't. Just too many to listen to. But this is a great way to do it because I do find it intimidating. And I tend to jump around a bit. And this is a great way to like not think about the fact that you're way behind. So um, it's rewind.website is the URL, um, and you can check it out. It's free, and they'll just generate a new uh, a new feed for you to, to check out old podcasts. I am so excited about this. Yeah, it's, it is a genuinely neat idea. So um, any iTunes podcasts or general podcast feed, you can just paste it right in, and they'll take care of it for you. So check that out. I'm so excited. It's great. This is for me. It's going to be fun. Well, I, I, I'm curious. Maybe next week we'll come back and we can all share what podcasts we used uh, on it. 
if we if we try it because i'm curious what ones people are going to go back and listen to there have definitely been podcasts where i just i needed to do this and like just didn't because it wasn't an option yep no i i'm famous for downloading like episode one of a podcast and then it just sits there forever and i never listen to it but then like if new ones started kept coming i feel like i'd feel more obligated to start clearing Mm. them out so but i'm also insane uh (laughs) alrighty that is gonna do it for this episode guys that's it we did it a great one another great one in the books wowzer fantastic um put a bow on it you know before we do that we gotta plug a few things it wouldn't be the end of the show without that game nights is back we're back we're back baby get psyched yeah we we last week published a new episode in which our our merry band of characters visit a new town lamaria is it a town it's a it's a seaside it's a village city. what city a city the c- I thought, in my mind it's a city okay well it a is all in your mind maybe. colby so <laughs> that's it does yeah. count uh the city of lamaria it's, it's a fun port side town we visit uh, a very unique chain restaurant. We also get into quite a predicament at a portside bar. It is a hilarious episode. And I can tell you the episodes that are coming after that over the next probably month are going to be super fantastic. We had a great record session the other night. Um, I'm very excited. Now is the best time to subscribe. And it's also a great episode to start on because we kind of enter the city. It's like there's not you don't need a ton of backstory at this point. It's a good time to jump in and join us. Actually, Colby, can I just change my character to be a pirate? <laughs> I mean, your character full... is a free person. Like, Neverwin- the, the greater Neverwinter area is a free country, as far as I know. Is it, though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I- I'll think about it. I've been enjoying the pirate stuff. I mean, Thanks. I changed my character to a southern gentleman, so I don't you see why. You also died at least one time, though. I'm the only one who's ever died. Did you die twice or just one time? I can't even remember now. No, Kamsail died, but but Shion slash Arthur has never died, to my knowledge. <laughs> right, okay, all right. Maybe it was the accent that was throwing me off. Oh, no, that, that, I mean, I kind of killed off my old character in spirit. Right. Did not technically die. <laughs> um, but that's great. You can check it out at GameNights.tv. Links on to how to subscribe are on the website. You can check that out. You can also check out this show at don'tpanic.io. It's the fantastic website these two guys built uh, where you can get uh, all the past episodes, the audio, the video, and of course, links to the picks. Most convenient place to get them. You can check them out there. And uh, you can also subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, or anywhere they are. And of course, the video version on YouTube at youtube.com slash don'tpanicshow. You can also reach out to us. We love to hear feedback at don'tpanicshow on Twitter. Tweet at us. You can also email us don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. As I mentioned at the top, thanks everybody who joined us live tonight. We love the chat room and our big fans out there. Thanks for joining us. Um, it makes the show a little bit more fun and exciting. We do it live Monday nights at about 10.15 Eastern at uh, facebook.com slash don't panic show and twitch.tv slash don't panic show. You should subscribe to us on Twitch and that way you'll know when we're live. That's the easiest way to do it. Uh, and you can check it out. So thanks to everybody for that. We're going to wrap it up here. On behalf of Dan and Colby, I'm Sean. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time for more tech news and good times here on Don't Panic. <laughs>